والرسل في محرم المحرم أرسلهم إلى الملوك فاعلمي وأهديت مارية القبطية فيه وفي الثامنة السرية لمؤتة سارت وفي الصيام قد كان فتح البلد الحرام وبعده قد أوردوا ما كان في يوم حنين ثم يوم الطائف وبعد في ذي القعدة اعتماره من الجعرانة واستقراره وبنته زينب ماتت ثم مولد إبراهيم فيها حتما ووهبت نوبتها لعائشة سودة ما دامت زمانا عائشة وعمل المنبر غير مختفي وحج عتاب بأهل الموقف ثم تبوك قد غزا في التاسعة وهد مسجد الضرار رافعة وحج بالناس أبو بكر وثم تلا براءة علي وحتم ألا يحج مشرك بعد ولا يطوف عار ذا بأمر فعلا وجاءت الوفود فيها تترى هذا ومن نساه آلا شهرا ثم النجاشي نعى وصلى عليه من طيبة نال الفضلا ومات إبراهيم في العام الأخير والبجل أسلم واسمه جرير وحج حجة الوداع قارنا ووقف الجمعة فيها آمنا وأنزلت في اليوم بشرى لكم اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وموت ريحانة بعد عوده والتسع عشن مدة من بعده ويوم الاثنين قضى يقينا إذ أكمل الثلاث والستين والدفن في بيت ابنة الصديق في موضع الوفاة عن تحقيقي ومدة التمريض خمسا شهري وقيل بل ثلث وخمس فدري وتمت الأرجوزة المئية في ذكر حال أشرف البرية صلى عليه الله ربي وعلى أصحابه وآله ومن تلا بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم السلام عليكم dear brothers and sisters and welcome back to our lessons on the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from the poem Al-Urjuza Tulmi'iyya fi dhikri hali ashraf al-bariyya for the great sheikh Ibn Abil Iz al-Hanafi rahimuhullah. As we know my dear brothers and sisters, after the treaty of al-Hudaybiyyah, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam made the most of this opportunity to call others to Islam in the surrounding lands and surrounding empires. Due to the fact that the Muslims had a peace treaty with the Quraysh after the treaty of al-Hudaybiyyah. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam sent out messengers and callers and ambassadors to the various rulers calling them to Islam. Today we have reached verse or line 79, the sending of the messengers to the various rulers. The Sheikh says in line 79 or verse 79, Rahimuhullah, وَالرُّسْلَ فِي مُحَرَّمِ الْمُحَرَّمِ أَرْسَلَهُمْ إِلَى الْمُلُوكِ فَعْلَمِي The messengers in the sacred month of Al-Muharram he sent to the various rulers so that they could come to understand. Warusula, the messengers, 
from the noble companions radiyallahu anhum fil muharrami al-muharrami in the sacred month meaning the sacred month of muharram which as we know is one of the four sacred months arsalahum he sent meaning he sent these messengers when he returned from al-hudaybiyah as we previously mentioned ila al-muluki fa'lami to the various rulers so come to understand so the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he sent out a number of companions and every one of them took a letter to one of the rulers. So for example, he sent Amr bin Umayyah al-Damri to the Najashi, the ruler of al-Habasha. And he sent Dihya al-Kalbi to the ruler of Rome, Qaisar. And he sent Abdullah bin Hudafa al-Sahmi to Kisra, the ruler of Persia. And he sent Hatib bin Abi Balta'a to Al-Mukawkis, the ruler of Egypt. And he sent others from the companions as well, radiyallahu anhum. Anas radiyallahu anh, he says, as is found in Sahih Muslim, anna nabiyya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kataba ila kisra wa ila kaysar wa ila najashi wa ila kulli jabbarin yad'uhum ila allahi ta'ala. That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he wrote to Kisra, the king of Persia, and Kaysar, the emperor of Rome, and Najashi, the king of Abyssinia, and every other tyrant, inviting them to Allah the Exalted. Now moving on to verses or lines 80 and 81, where the Shaykh speaks about Al-Muqawqis gifting Maria to the Prophet ﷺ and also the battle of Mu'tah. He says, Rahimahullah, وَأُهْدِيَتْ مَارِيَةُ الْقِبْطِيَّةِ فِيهِ وَفِي الثَّامِنَةِ السَّرِيَّةِ لِمُؤْتَةٍ سَارَتْ وَفِي الصِّيَامِ قَدْ كَانَ فَتْحُ الْبَلَدِ الْحَرَامِ During that, Maria al-Qibtiyah was gifted in the 8th, meaning the 8th year after Hijrah. The raid or the expedition was directed on Mu'tah during the fasting, meaning the month of Ramadan. The conquest of the sacred land, meaning Mecca, was made. Maria al-Qibtiyah was gifted. And this was a gift from al-Muqawqis, the ruler of al-Skandiriyah in Egypt. He gifted her to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Fihi, meaning in the month of Muharram, in the seventh year after Hijrah. When the Prophet's letter arrived, Al-Muqawqis replied, Khairan, meaning this is good. And he came close to accepting Islam, but he didn't. So he gifted Maria to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. وفي الثمانية and in the eighth, meaning in the eighth year after Hijrah, السرية لمؤتة سارت. The raid or the expedition was directed on Mu'tah. Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, he says in Al-Fusul, fi Sirat al-Rasul, during the month of Jumada al-Akhirah, in the eighth year after the Hijrah, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam dispatched commanders to Mu'tah, which is the village in the land of Asham. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam had informed his companions what occurred in this raid. As has been mentioned in Sahih al-Bukhari on the authority of Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu an, in which he said, خَطَبَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فَقَالَ أَخَذَ الرَّايَةَ زَيْدٌ فَأُصِيبَهُ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam delivered a sermon and said, Zayd, meaning Zayd bin al-Haritha, took the flag and was martyred. ثُمَّ أَخَذَهَا جَعْفَرٌ فَأُصِيبَهُ And then Ja'far took the flag and was martyred. ثُمَّ أَخَذَهَا عَبْدُ اللَّهِ إِبْنُ رَوَاحَةً فَأُصِيبَهُ And then Abdullah bin Rawaha took the flag and was martyred too. 
And as the Prophet ﷺ was saying this, at this point, his eyes were shedding tears. Then he said, And then Khaled took the flag, though he was not appointed as a commander, and Allah made him victorious. And then the Prophet ﷺ, as he was shedding tears, said, It would not please them, meaning those who just passed away, to be with us. anhum. Then the Shaykh then says, Rahimullah, Wafi, meaning during the month of As-Siyam, meaning As-Siyam, meaning in the month of Ramadan, in the eighth year after Hijrah, Qad kana fathul baladi al-haram, the conquest of the sacred land was made. This was the conquest of Mecca, and this has been mentioned in many places in the Quran, such as where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لا يستوي منكم من أنفق من قبل الفتح وقاتل أولئك أعظم درجة من الذين أنفقوا من بعد وقاتلوا Not equal among you are those who spent and fought before the conquering of Mecca with those among you who did so later. Such a higher in degree than those who spent and fought afterwards. Then the Sheikh moves on in verse 82 or line 82 to speak about the military campaign of Hunayn and Al-Ta'if. He says, Rahimahullah, وَبَعْدَهُ قَدْ أَوْرَدُوا مَا كَانَ فِي يَوْمِ حُنَيْنٍ ثُمَّ يَوْمِ الطَّائِفِ After it, they have mentioned what's happened on the day of Hunayn, then on the day of Al-Ta'if. وَبَعْدُ meaning after it, meaning after the conquest of Mecca, in the eighth year after Hijrah. قَدْ أَوْرَدُوا They have mentioned, meaning the people of knowledge, especially in the field of Sirah, the military campaigns which followed which were Makana fi yawmi Hunayn, what happened on the day of Hunayn. And this battle is also called the military campaign of Al-Tas. And both these places, meaning Hunayn and Al-Tas, are between Mecca and Al-Ta'if. And it was also given another name as well, which is the Battle of Hawazin, after the tribe, because they arrived to fight the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Thumma yawmi Ta'ifi, then on the day of Al-Ta'if, meaning the military campaign of Al-Ta'if, which was in the month of Shawwal, during the eighth year after Hijrah, where the Prophet ﷺ returned from Hunayn and didn't enter Mecca until he came past Al-Ta'if. So they surrounded the enemy in Al-Ta'if and they were well fortified against the Prophet ﷺ. So he returned to Mecca without any fighting. Then the Sheikh speaks about the Umrah after these battles, where he says, Rahimahullah, in line 83. And after the Qa'dati, his Umrah was made min al from Jirrana and his stay. Meaning after the month of the Qa'dati, was was his Umrah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam min al-Ji'irrana and this is the place between Mecca and Al-Ta'if which is closer to Mecca وَاسْتِقْرَارُهُ and he's staying meaning he's staying there for roughly 10 nights sallallahu alayhi wa sallam afterward he started to perform his Umrah from there and when he concluded his Umrah he left to Medina leaving Attab bin Asid in charge of Mecca and he was under 20 years old at the time as has been mentioned in Zad al-Ma'ad then the Sheikh moves on to line 84 or verse 84 where he mentions the passing of the daughter of the Prophet وسلم, Zainab and the birth of his son وسلم, Ibrahim he says Rahimahullah وَبِنْتُهُ زَيْنَبُ مَاتَتْ ثُمَّ مَوْلِدُ إِبْرَاهِيمَ فِيهَا حَتْمًا 
After his daughter Zaina passed away, then the birth of Ibrahim for sure during it. Obintuhu Zainab matat after his daughter Zainab passed away, meaning the death of Zainab, the daughter of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Thumma, meaning shortly after by a few months, Mawlidu Ibrahim, the birth of Ibrahim, meaning the son of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Fiha, during it, meaning during the eighth year after Hijrah. Hatma, meaning for sure, with full certainty, that her passing was in the first part of the year of the eighth year after Hijrah, radiallahu anha, and then his son's birth, meaning Ibrahim's birth, was in the latter part of the eighth year after Hijrah. Then the Sheikh moves on in verse or line 85 to speak about Sauda giving her day to Aisha, radiallahu anhuma. ووهبت نوبتها لعائشة سودة ما دامت زمانا عائشة Sauda رضي الله عنها, the wife of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, gives her turn, meaning her day, to Aisha, as long as she lives. Meaning, my dear brothers and sisters, the mother of the believers, Sauda رضي الله عنها, gave her day and night to the mother of the believers, Aisha, seeking to please the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, and also to remain with him as his wife رضي الله عنها. Ibn Abbas says, as is found in a tirmidhi Sauda feared that the Prophet was going to divorce her, so she said, Do not divorce me, but keep me and give my day to Aisha. So he وسلم, did so, and the following, meaning the following ayah was revealed, فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْهِمَا أَنْ يُصْلِحَا بَيْنَهُمَا وَالصُلْحُ خَيْرٌ There is no sin on them both. If they make terms of peace between themselves, and making peace is better. And this is in Surah An-Nisa, Ayah 128. And Imam al said about this hadith, that it is Hassan Gharib, and Ibn Hajar graded this chain of narrators to be Hassan in his book, Al-Isaba. And Ibn Abbas also said, whatever legal agreement the spouses mutually agree to is allowed. Then the Shaykh moves on to speak about the minbar being built for the Prophet wasallam in verse or line 86 he says the minbar was built in the open and Attab led the Muslims on Hajj meaning the minbar was built and this is the one on which the Prophet وسلم, delivered his khutab or sermons on meaning in a plain area of the masjid Ibn Athir, rahimahullah, he says, During the eighth year of the Hijrah, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam's minbar, upon which he delivered his sermon, was worked on. Previously, he would deliver his sermon on a tree stump. So the tree stump began to whine until the people heard it. So the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam came down off it and placed his hand on it to calm it down. It was the first minbar in Islam. Also in Bukhari, Jabir said, radiyallahu an, that a woman from the Ansar said to the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, shall I make something for you to sit on, as I have a slave who is a carpenter? He replied, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in shi'ti, if you wish. So she got a mimbar made for him. When it was Friday, the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sat on the mimbar. Now the date palm stump, near which the Prophet وسلم, used to deliver his sermons, cried so much that it was about to burst. The Prophet وسلم, came down from the minbar to the stump and embraced it. 
and it started groaning like a child being persuaded to stop crying and then it stopped crying the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said bakat ala ma kanat tasma'u min al-dhikri allahu akbar he has cried because of missing what he used to hear of the religious knowledge then the sheikh said wahajja attabun attab ibn asid radiyallahu an made hajj Ibn Hajar said about him in his book Al-Isaba, he accepted Islam at the conquest of Mecca and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam placed him in charge over Mecca when he marched on Hunayn and continued. Some of the historians mention he placed him in charge over Mecca after he returned from Al-Ta'if and led the people in Hajj in the same year of the conquest of Mecca. Then the Sheikh said, Bi-ahli al-mawqif, Sa'attab radiyallahu an led the Muslims Ibn Kathir said, he, meaning Attab, was the first Muslim Amir to lead the people in Hajj. Then the Sheikh moves on in line 87 or verse 87 to speak about the military campaign of Tabuk. He says, Rahimahullah, ثُمَّ تَبُوكَ قَدْ غَزَى فِي التَّاسِعَةِ وَهَدَّ مَسْجِدَ الضِّرَارِ رَافِعَةِ After he carried out a military expedition in Tabuk during the 9th, and he destroyed Masjid al-Dirar, removing it. ثُمَّ تَبُوكَ قَدْ غَزَى فِي التَّاسِعَةِ Afterward, he had carried out a military expedition in Tabuk during the 9th. Meaning the Prophet wasallam he carried out a military expedition in the 9th year after Hijrah. Al-Hafid ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, he said in his book, Al-Fusul, when Allah revealed to his messenger the ayah, the verse, قاتلوا الذين لا يؤمنون بالله ولا باليوم الآخر ولا يحرمون ما حرم الله ورسوله ولا يدينون دين الحق من الذين أوتوا الكتاب حتى يعطوا الجزية عن يد وهم صاغرون Fight against those who do not believe in Allah nor in the last day nor forbid that which has been forbidden by Allah and his messenger and those who acknowledge not the religion of truth meaning Islam among the people of the scripture meaning the Jews and the Christians, until they pay the jizya with willing submission and feel themselves subdued. And this ayah is in Surah Tawbah, ayah 29. Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, he continues to say, The Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam urged the people of Medina and those surrounding areas amongst the Bedouins to take part in jihad. He informed them about the military expedition of Rome, meaning against the Romans, which happened in the month of Rajab during the ninth year of the Hijrah. When Allah's Messenger وسلم, intended to set on an expedition, he kept it as a secret except for this expedition, meaning Tabuk. Indeed, he announced to them this expedition, so they prepare because of the strength of their enemies and great numbers they'll be up against. At that time, the fruits had ripened during a dry or barren year, so the Muslims prepared for that, and when they reached there, meaning Tabuk, they didn't encounter any fighting. The thought of taking them into the land of Asham during this year would be burdensome to them, so he made up his mind to return. The Sheikh then continues to say, He destroyed, meaning the Prophet destroyed Masjid al-Dirar upon his return from Tabuk, Rafi'ah, Removing it, meaning he removed the harm in which this masjid was built for. And as we know, this masjid was built by the hypocrites, al-munafikun, as somewhat of a center to spread fitna amongst the Muslims. Then the Sheikh moves on to speak about Abu Bakr leading the people 
in Hajj radiyallahu an. He says in verses 88 and 89, Rahimuhullah, وَحَجَّ بِالنَّاسِ أَبُوْ بَكْرٍ وَسَمْ تَلَا بَرَاءَةً عَلِيٌّ وَحَتَمْ أَلَّا يَحُجَّ مُشْرِكٌ بَعْدُ وَلَا يَطُفَ عَارِنْدَ بِأَمْرٍ فُعِلَا Abu Bakr led people in Hajj. There Ali recited that this ownment and commanded that not a single mushrik performs Hajj afterwards, nor make tawaf naked. They both did this from an order. وَحَجَّ بِالنَّاسِ Abu Bakrin, meaning Abu Bakr led the people in Hajj in the ninth year after the Hijrah. وَثَمَّ تَلَا بَرَاءَةً عَلِيٌّ There Ali recited the disownment, meaning the bara'a, and this is referring to the first verse from Surah At-Tawbah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Bara'atun min Allahi wa rasoolihi ila alladheena aahadtum min al-mushrikeen Freedom from all obligations is declared from Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to those of the mushrikeen with whom you made a treaty وحتم, and commanded and this was a decisive order that not a single mushrik performs hajj afterward nor make tawaf around it meaning around the Kaaba naked this was because some of the mushriks still remained upon their previous circumstances of performing shirk during hajj Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu said as is found in Bukhari and Muslim Abu Bakr on the day of Al-Nahr which is the 10th day of the Hijjah, sent me in the company of others to Mina to make this announcement that after this year, no pagan will be allowed to perform the Hajj and none will be allowed to perform Tawaf around the Kaaba naked or undressed. Then Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent Ali radiallahu an and ordered him to recite Bara'a, meaning this moment. Abu Raira added, So Ali along with us recited Bara'a loudly before the people at Mina on the day of Al-Nahar and announced no pagan shall perform Hajj after this year and none shall perform the Tawaf around the Kaaba in a naked state. Then the Shaykh then says, Meaning both Abu Bakr and Ali radiallahu anhumah did this from the Prophet's command sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Shaykh then moves on to line 90 or verse 90 and speaks about the year of the delegations and his vow to abstain from his wives. He says, Rahimullah, The delegations arrived during it in succession, and he vowed to stay away from his wives for a month. The delegations arrived during it, meaning in the ninth year after the Hijrah, and this year was called Am al Wufud or the year of delegations, because of the many number of delegations that came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Tatra, meaning in succession, meaning one delegation after another. Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, he says in Al-Fusul, the delegations followed in succession during this year, and after it, visiting the Messenger of Allah, submitting to Islam, entering the religion of Islam in droves. And he vowed to stay away from his wives for a month. Here the Prophet ﷺ made an oath to abstain from having sexual relations with them for a complete month. And this was mentioned in both Bukhari and Muslim from the hadith of Umm Salama radiallahu anha. That the Prophet ﷺ vowed to keep away from his wives for a period of one month. And after the completion of 29 days, 
he went either in the morning or in the afternoon to his wives. Someone said to him, You vowed that you would not go to your wives for one month. He replied, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Inna shahra yakunu tis'atan wa ishreena yawma. The month is of 29 days. Then the Shaykh moves on to speak about the Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam performing Salatul Janaza for an Najashi. He says, Rahimuhullah. Thumma Najashiyana wa salla alayhi min taybatana lalfadla. Afterward, he announced the passing of an Najashi and he performed the absentee Janazah prayer for him in Tayba, meaning in Medina, as he attained virtue. Thumma Najashi. Afterward, an Najashi, and he was a ruler of Al Habasha, Abyssinia, or modern day Ethiopia, where the noble companions, radiallahu anhum, made hijrah and received sanctuary and aid. Na'a, meaning he announced, meaning the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, informed his companions of the death of an Najashi. alayhi, and he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, performed for him the absentee janazah salah, min taybata nal al fadla. In Tayba, he attained virtue, meaning that he, and Najashi, attained this virtue from Medina by the Prophet ﷺ performing the janazah prayer over him and his companions performed it behind him ﷺ. In Bukhari and Muslim, it's mentioned that Allah's Messenger ﷺ informed the people about the death of a Najashi on the very day he died. He went towards the musalla, the praying area, and the people stood behind him in rows. He said four takbirs, meaning he offered the funeral prayer. Then the Shaykh moves on in verse 92 to speak about the death of Ibrahim, the Prophet's son, and also Jarir bin Abdullah accepting Islam. Ibrahim passed away in that year and Walbajali accepted Islam and his name was Jarir. Ibrahim passed away in that year and this was the tenth year after Hijrah. Ibn Hajar, Rahimuhullah, he says in his book Al Isaba, Ibrahim, the son of the leader of mankind, Muhammad ibn Abdullah bin Abdul Muttalib bin Hashim, and his mother was Maria al Qiptiya, was born in the month of the Hijjah during the 8th year of the Hijrah and passed away in the 10th year after the Hijrah. Then the Sheikh then said, Well, Bajali, referring here to Jarir, Aslama wa ismahu Jarir. He accepted Islam and his name was Jarir bin Abdullah al Bajali, the noble companion, عن, he accepted Islam during this year. Then the Sheikh moves on in verse 93. Speak about the Furrah Hajj. He performed the Furrah Hajj, joined Okarina, and he stood on the Friday meaning during Hajj with conviction and full belief. Meaning the Prophet performed Hajj in the 10th year after Hijrah, and this was called Hajjat al the Furrah Hajj. And it was called this because he sallallahu alayhi wasallam farewelled his companions in it where he said فَإِنِّي لَا أَدْرِي لَا عَلِّي لَا أَحُجُّ بَعْدَ حَجَّةِ هَذِهِ For I do not know whether I will be performing Hajj after this Hajj of mine as is found in Sahih Muslim. And his Hajj sallallahu alayhi wasallam was قارنة meaning joined. And this means that he combined his Umrah and Hajj. 
So he made the talbiyah for the Hajj and Umrah together and he brought his sacrificial animal for slaughter. Ibn Qayyim he says in his book Zad al-Ma'ad, indeed he sallallahu alayhi wasallam entered into a state of ihram, joining the Umrah and Hajj in some 20 decisively sahih hadith on this matter. وَوَقَفَ الْجُمْعَةَ فِيهَا آمِنَةً And during it, he stood on Jum'ah with full conviction and safety and tranquility and peace. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's reported in Sahih al-Bukhari and Muslim on the authority of Umar radiallahu anhu who said that a Jew once said to me, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, there is a verse in your book which is read by all of you Muslims and had it been revealed to us, we would have taken that day on which it was revealed as a day of celebration. Umar then asked, radiallahu anhu, ayah, which ayah or which verse? The Jew then replied, اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وأتممت عليكم نعمتي ورضيت لكم الإسلام دينا. This day I've perfected your religion for you, completed my favor upon you, and have chosen for you Islam as your religion. And this ayah is ayah number three of Surah Al-Ma'idah. Umar then replied, رضي الله عنه, قد عرفنا ذلك اليوم والمكان الذي نزلت فيه على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو قائم بعرفة يوم جمعة. No doubt we know when and where the verse was revealed to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. It was Friday and the Prophet was standing at عرفة, meaning on the ninth day of the Hijjah during the days of Hajj. Then the Shaykh in verse 94 or line 94 of this great poem continued speaking about the fear of Hajj. He says رحمه الله وأنزلت في اليوم بشرى لكم اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم Glad tidings for you all were revealed on this day. This day I have perfected your religion for you. Meaning on this day, the ayah we just mentioned was revealed from Surah Al-Ma'idah, ayah number 3. The Shaykh then said, بشرى لكم as a glad tidings for you all. So this was a good news which was announced to them on the day when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has perfected their religion. So they would not need any other religion besides it, nor would they need any other prophet besides their prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Then the Shaykh moves on in line of verse 95, mentioning the passing away of Rayhana. وَمَوْتُ رَيْحَانَةَ بَعْدَ عَوْدِهِ وَالتِّسْعُ عِشْنَ مُدَّةً مِنْ بَعْدِهِ The passing away of Rayhana was after his return and nine lived for some time after him. وَمَوْتُ رَيْحَانَةَ The passing away of Rayhana بَعْدَ عَوْدِهِ was after his return, meaning after the Prophet ﷺ returned from Hajj. And as we have previously mentioned, my dear brothers and sisters, Rayhana, she was among what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed from the spoils of Bani Quraidah to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and she was among his slaves and not from his wives sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Ibn Hajar rahimahullah, he says in his book Al-Isaba, she Rayhana passed away six months before the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, although some historians say she passed away upon the Prophet's return from performing his farewell hajj and this was the opinion of Ibn Abil Az rahimahullah in this poem. Then he said rahimahullah what tis'u meaning nine of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam's wives عشنا مدة من بعده 
lived for some time after the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, he said in his book Zad al-Ma'ad, there is no difference amongst the scholars that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam passed away having nine wives in which he would split his time up with eight of them. And as we know, this is with the exception of Sauda because she gave up her nights to Aisha as we previously mentioned. Then the Sheikh moves on in lines 96 and 98 to speak about the passing away of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his burial in Aisha's house and his illness sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Sheikh says, Rahimahullah, وَيَوْمَ الْإِثْنَيْنِ قَضَى يَقِينَا إِذْ أَكْمَلَ الثَّلَاثَ وَالسِّتِّينَا وَالدَّفْنُ فِي بَيْتِ ابْنَةِ الصِّدِّيقِ فِي مَوْضِعِ الْوَفَاةِ عَنْ تَحْقِيقِ وَمُدَّةُ التَّمْرِيضِ خُمْسَ شَهْرِ وَقِيلَ بَلْ ثُلْثٌ وَخُمْسٌ فَدْرِي On Monday he passed away for certain upon him completing 63, meaning 63 years of age. The burial was in the house of Bint al-Siddiq in the place where he died upon affirmation. The extent of his illness was two-fifths of a month. Others say rather it was a third or a fifth, so understand. The Sheikh said, وَيَوْمَ الْإِثْنَيْنِ قَضَى On a Monday, he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, passed away. Yaqeenan, meaning for certain, as this is the day in which he was born, the day he was sent as a messenger, and the day he died. His death was at the duha time, or the forenoon, on a Monday, in the month of Rabi' al-Awwal. Now Anas ibn Malik, he relates, as is found in Bukhari in Muslim, رضي الله عنه, أن أبا بكر كان يصلي لهم في وجع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الذي توفي فيه أبو بكر led them in prayer due to the illness of the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم of which he died it was a Monday and they stood in rows for prayer كشف رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم سطر الحجرة فنظر إلينا وهو قائم كأن وجهه ورقة مصحف ثم تبسم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ضاحكا the Messenger of Allah drew aside the curtain of Aisha's apartment and looked at us while he was standing and his, meaning the Prophet's face, was as bright as the paper of the Mus'haf, meaning the Qur'an. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam felt happy and smiled. Anas continued to say radiallahu an, فَبُهِتْنَا وَنَحْنُ فِي الصَّلَاةِ مِنْ فَرَحٍ بِخُرُوجِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ sallallahu alayhi wasallam وَنَقَصَ أَبُو بَكْرٍ عَلَىٰ عَكِبَيْهِ لِيَصِلَ الصَّفَّةِ وَظَنَّ أَنَّ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ خَارِجٌ لِلصَّلَاةِ فَأَشَارَ إِلَيْهِمْ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ بِيَدِهِ أَنْ أَتِمُّ صَلَاتَكُمْ And we were confounded with joy while in prayer due to the arrival amongst our midst of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abu Bakr tried to get back into the row thinking that Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had come out for the prayer. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam signaled with his hand for them to complete the prayer. Then Anas continued to say radiallahu an, ثُمَّ دَخَلَ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ sallallahu alayhi wa sallam فَأَرْخَى السِّطْرَى قَالَ فَتُوُفِّيَ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ مِنْ يَوْمِهِ ذَلِكَ The Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم went back to his apartment and drew the curtain. He, the narrator, then said the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم died on that very day. The Sheikh then said, إِذْ أَكْمَلَ الثَّلَاثَ وَالسِّتِّينَ Upon him completing 63, meaning the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم passed away at the age of 63 years of age. 
Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu said, as is found in Sahih Muslim, that Allah's Messenger died when he was 63 years old, and so was the case with Abu Bakr, and so was the case with Umar, who was also 63 when he died. So they all died at the age of 63. Then the Shaykh then said, وَالدَّفْنُوا فِي بَيْتِ إِبْنَةِ الصِّدِّيقِ And the burial was in the house of Bint al-Siddiq, meaning that he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was buried in the house of Aisha radiallahu anha in her room fi mawdi'il wafati in the place where he died because Abu Bakr radiallahu anhi said a prophet is never to be buried in any place except where he died as is found in the Musnad of Imam Ahmad and also in Sahih al-Jami'ah upon affirmation meaning upon verified knowledge and clear evidence meaning where he died and was buried and as the authentic reports in Bukhari and Muslim mention on, on the authority of Aisha, that she said, radiallahu anha, that Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, during his last illness, inquired, Aina ana liyawm? Aina ana ghadan? Where would I be today? Where would I be tomorrow? Thinking that the turn of Aisha was not very near. Aisha then said, radiallahu anha, فَلَمَّا كَانَ يَوْمِي قَبَضَهُ اللَّهُ بَيْنَ سَحْرِي وَنَحْرِي And when it was my turn, Allah called him, meaning Allah took his soul, and his head, meaning the head of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, was between my neck and chest. So he sallallahu alayhi wasallam died in the arms of Aisha radiallahu anha. Abu Bakr radiallahu anha is found in the Tirmidhi in his book al-Shama'il and an Asa'i in al-Sunnah al-Kubra. He was asked, O oh Abu Bakr, O oh companion of Allah's Messenger, did you bury Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam? He said, yes. And they said, where? He replied, in the place where Allah took his soul, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَمْ يَقْبِدْ رُوحَهُ إِلَّا فِي مَكَانٍ طَيِّبٍ Indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only took his soul in a pure place. They understood that he, radiallahu an, was telling the truth. Then the Shaykh then said, وَمُدَّةُ التَّمْرِيدِ The extent of his illness, meaning the length of the Prophet sallallahu sickness that led to his passing away, khumsa shahrin, was two-fifths of a month. Now one-fifth of a month is six days, and two-fifths of a month is twelve days. Now this is one of the statements. Wakila, others say rather it was a third, meaning a third of a month, which is ten days. Wakumsun, meaning a fifth of a month, which is six days. So the sum of the last two statements is sixteen days, and perhaps, as Shaykh Abdul Razak al-Badr mentions, Hafizahullah, what he intended by a fifth is roughly the amount of days. Abu Kathir, rahimahullah, he said in his book Al-Fusul, he remained in pain for 12 days. Others say 14 days. Al-Hafidh ibn Hajar says in Fathul Bari, the people of knowledge differ over the extent of his illness. The majority of them are of the opinion that it was 13 days, while some add a day or take a day away, and others say it was 10 days. Then the Shaykh then said, Fadri, so understand, meaning learn and study about this matter. Then the Shaykh moves on in verses and lines 99 and 100 with the conclusion of his great poem, Al Urjuzatul Mi'iyya. He said, Rahimahullah. The hundred verse poem mentioning the life of the best of mankind has been completed. May Allah, my Lord, 
Send his salah upon him, his companions, his family, and whoever follows them. وَتَمَّتِ الْأُرْجُوزَةُ الْمِئِيَّةِ The hundred verse poem has been completed, and this is because, as we have said, the number of lines are one hundred, and this is the reason why it was named that. فِي ذِكْرِ حَالِ أَشْرَفِ الْبَرِيَّةِ On mentioning the life of the best of mankind, meaning the Prophet wasallam. And Shaykh Abdul Razak al-Badr, he said, Hafizullah, this is a splendid poem summarizing selected moments of the noble Prophet ﷺ's seerah, along with a brief explanation citing the events of the seerah while mentioning the dates of them. May Allah, my Lord, send his salah upon the Messenger of Allah ﷺ. The author, Rahimahullah, concludes this good and beneficial poem with sending the salah upon the Messenger of Allah ﷺ. وعلى أصحابه وآله upon his companions, his family who are noble and honorable ومن and whoever follows them meaning follows them in excellence and goodness and righteousness until the day of judgment. Now Sheikh Abdul Razak al-Badr whose commentary we mainly benefited from in this reading and explanation he concluded by asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and making dua for the author he said, I ask Allah the Kareem, the generous, the Lord of the tremendous throne, to reward the author, Al-Imam Ibn Abi Al-Izz Al-Hanafi, Rahimahullah, with the most excellent of rewards for this splendid poem. May Allah make it heavy on his scale of good deeds on the day when he meets Allah, Jalla wa Ala. May Allah elevate his rank and cause us all to benefit by what we learn. May Allah make what we learn a proof for us and not against us, and may he guide us to the straight path. And in conclusion, my dear brothers and sisters, we ask Allah to accept this work from us and forgive us for our shortcomings in this presentation because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the grantor of success. And we ask him to accept this from us and to forgive us our shortcomings. Wallahu alam wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. والرسل في محرم المحرم أرسلهم إلى الملوك فاعلمي وأهديت مارية القبطية فيه وفي الثامنة السرية لمؤتة سارت وفي الصيام قد كان فتح البلد الحرام وبعده قد أوردوا ما كان في يوم حنين ثم يوم الطائف وبعد في ذي القعدة اعتماره من الجعرانة واستقراره وبنته زينب ماتت ثم مولد إبراهيم فيها حتما ووهبت نوبتها لعائشة سودة ما دامت زمانا عائشة وعمل المنبر غير مختفي وحج عتاب بأهل الموقف ثم تبوك قد غزا في التاسعة وهد مسجد الضرار رافعة وحج بالناس أبو بكر وثم تلا براءة علي وحتم ألا يحج مشرك بعد ولا يطوف عار ذا بأمر فعلا وجاءت الوفود فيها تترى هذا ومن نساه آلا شهرا ثم النجاشي نعى وصلى عليه من طيبة نال الفضل 
ومات إبراهيم في العام الأخير والبجل أسلم واسمه جرير وحج حجة الوداع قارنا ووقف الجمعة فيها آمنا وأنزلت في اليوم بشرى لكم اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وموت ريحانة بعد عوده والتسع عشن مدة من بعده ويوم الاثنين قضى يقينا إذ أكمل الثلاث والستين والدفن في بيت ابنة الصديق في موضع الوفاة عن تحقيقي ومدة التمريض خمسة شهري وقيل بل ثلث وخمس فدري وتمت الأرجوزة المئية في ذكر حال أشرف البرية صلى عليه الله ربي وعلى أصحابه وآله ومن تلاه